Rosie, do you have a savings account? Yeah, I have a PSB Monster Saver account. Roar! The bank gave me $5 when they opened it, and I get $5 every year on my birthday. Wow, you get money from your bank on your birthday? That's awesome! I also get to pick a treasure from the Monster Vault every time I make a deposit at the People's Savings Bank. A treasure every time? I'm going to talk to my mom about a Monster Saver account, too. Roar at People Savings Bank. Visit any of our People Savings Bank's locations in Wellsburg, Cleves, and Dyke to start a Monster Saver account for your kids or grandkids today. Member FDIC. What is up, Wolverine Nation? Welcome to the DNH Loose Change Podcast. My name is Travis Kiewit. Looking to bring you some knowledge tonight. I'm joined alongside Mr. Tad Brace. Unfortunately, Tad... You cannot join us tonight on uh, this week's episode, so we'll be flying solo tonight, which we'll see how we do it. Uh, tonight, for our interviews, we have high school principal Travis Drivinga. We've got the new Hartford campus secretary, Alicia Wildeboer, and the DNH superintendent, Justin Stockdale. So it should be a good podcast tonight. Give a couple shout-outs here first to... Uh, a lot of things going on this week. We had uh, end of the school years coming up, uh, concert, high school, or junior high concerts last uh, Monday night, eighth grade promotion uh, was Tuesday night, uh, tennis, golf, soccer, track, esports, they're all still rolling, kind of finishing up their seasons. Uh, so still a lot of things going on, construction still going on. It'll still be going on every time we get to this podcast. So uh, we do have uh, a lot of things going on here at Dyke New Hartford. So should be a good one. We will uh, go ahead and take a break here, and we will get started with our first guest right after these messages. All righty, ladies and gentlemen, we are back on the Loose Change podcast. Joining us tonight is the high school principal here at DNH, Travis Sadruvinga. Travis, how are you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me on. Am I pronouncing the name right? I, I hear a few people say it different ways, and I... It is it is Druvinga, is how it's okay. pronounced, Druvinga. But, okay, because there's um, a... I, yes. I won't name names, but... You get the Druvanga. Yeah, uh, that's the one I hear the yeah, most, Druvinga. I, I call that the... Uh, that can be the uh, old wine accent, I guess, so that kind of... <laughs> <laughs> while I was up there, I think it just kind of latched on with kids, and um, you get to a point where it's just like, yeah, okay, you can run with it. So they... That was... <laughs> 
Was that your name up there at all? Well, then? the la- or pronounce or what did it go every know, which way? A lot of times, I just kind of let them roll with it. Sure. You know, you. you know, I'm the same way with Kiwit. Yep. You when you have a weird last name, you just uh, get tired of correcting and just kind of let them roll. That's so. that's good. So I was I was interested that I, again, we're both from Dyke here and stuff, and I would feel really bad if I wasn't pronouncing <laughs> it right. So, but yeah, Travis Drewinga, high school principal here to um, join us on the podcast. Uh, we'll start off first, uh, Travis, with just some background information where you went to school, college. Uh, your professional uh, career and, you know, up to present day? Sure. So 1996 graduate of DNH. Um, I think we joined when I was a freshman. So okay. uh, I kind of experienced the dyke, dyke thing until eighth grade. Uh, after high school, I went to UNI, um, got my bachelor's in social science teaching. And in uh, 2001, I went to Olwine, um, got a job teaching social studies there, high school social studies, uh, coached three sports in my time there. <laughs> So uh, that, that first year coach kind of thing. Hey, can you do this? Sure. Yes. Yep. Stayed pretty busy. And, um, and what did you coach up there? So I was uh, a varsity football coach um, assistant and uh, spent, I think, uh, my, my first year I worked with receivers and defensive backs. And then uh, the next 12 years as the defensive coordinator oh, wow. at Olwine. Um, and then after a year of volunteer helping the boys program there, uh, basketball, I ended up as the head girls basketball coach. Okay. Um, so that was kind of unplanned, but uh, had some, <laughs> I, I, if I remember correctly, it was like uh, one of the last days of school in May and, and um, the previous coach was moving on and I had some kids pop into the classroom and kind of talked me into it. And, and you know, was, I'm glad it was a decision that I made there. And um, then on top of that, I, I also coached tennis there for a long time, which um, I played tennis here in high school and actually... Uh, when I was in college, um, was lucky enough to be the head boys tennis coach here when we still had that program. Oh, cool! And did you play all four years uh, here at at Dyke or DN- it was Dyke, right? Or yep, it was. Yeah. Yep. It was, well, it was DNH. DNH. It was DNH That's starting right. my freshman year. That's right. So, uh, yep, played uh, played football, um, football, basketball, and, and tennis. A couple years of baseball and. Um, kind of focused on basketball in the summers after that, but uh, obviously had a great experience with a lot of great coaches, great people right. in my time here, and you know from '92 to '96, and um, you know the initially when I went to college, just I, I really wasn't thinking education, but uh, I know a big a big kicker for me was coming back and working basketball camps that first summer sure. after I graduated from high school, and it kind of changed my mind frame a little bit. So um, yeah, ended up at Old Wine. Uh, I taught for 13 years there. Um, I suppose I should talk about my family real quick. Uh, my my wife Christy, uh, she's a Dyke graduate as well, or a DNH grad from 1997. Uh, so, and she actually still currently works in the Oline district as an instructional coach. Oh wow! Yeah, she's been making the drive and, and still <laughs> loves the job. So, um, you know, we'll see how long that right lasts. makes the drive easier at least. If it you, does. If you do love it, it does. And uh, her background's uh, special education, elementary ed, and. Um, I have a ninth grade son, Trey, and uh, and then a fifth grade son, Dane. Okay. Yeah. So I spent 13 at Olwine as a, as a teacher and coach. Uh, and then in, I, I think it was around 2010, I went back to UNI, um, got my master's in educational leadership. And um, in 2013, I think it was, um, had the opportunity to uh, take over as the AD and assistant principal at Olwine. Okay. So I did that for three years, and um, then at that point in time, uh, our high school principal there moved up to the superintendent role, and so um, I moved along to the principal role and did that for three years before coming here. Okay, and what made you 
get into the administration side of it? Was there something in particular or? Well, I was lucky. Uh, I had probably two really good influences, you know, along with Mike Williams here, it was a great influence. But um, when I was in college, uh, a guy by the name of Nick Pace, who he's the head of the leadership department at, at University of Nebraska now, but you uh, and I basketball player guy, he was my um, he was my student teaching coordinator uh, when I did my student teaching initially, uh, which I did at Denver and, and Union. And um, at a certain point in time, he had rolled into um, the Ed Leadership Program. Uh, and then the principal that hired me at Olwine, uh, Tim Gilson is his name. And um, he also ended up uh, leaving Olwine to be on the Ed Leadership team at UNI. Oh, wow. So uh, two pretty big influences right. in my life there as far as education goes. Uh, we're on that, and and uh, Tim lived in Olwine and remains in Olwine, and and uh, so he'd get in my ear every once in a while about sure. um, maybe you know taking a look at the program and things like that, and so um, did that. I was thinking more probably AD at the time, and um, you know I, which I did for three years and loved. Um, you know, it gave me the opportunity. I continued to coach tennis throughout uh, basketball and football. Just get a little bit too busy, right? To right. Try to yeah. do that too, but. Um, can, you know, I, I've always loved to coach and be around kids. And, uh, then the principal thing just kind of, it just happened. Um, but I, I thoroughly enjoy that as well. And, and when I had the opportunity to come back here and spend some more time with family, uh, you know, be closer to my parents and, and my, my wife's uh, mom, we thought that that was just a great opportunity for us to do. Good. Yeah. I'm kind of checking off a couple boxes here. Um, any other factors that made you want to come back to DNH? I mean, besides just the family. I mean, obviously you came through the system, so you had a you know a good idea there. And well, I just know it's it's always been such a, su- a supportive community when it comes to education activities. Uh, kids really involved in things, and and that's something you know. As I said, as a teacher, coach, uh, AD, and administrator, I just always saw the value of um, kids being involved in activities. And, um, you know, when you see how many kids, you know, you look at our, our junior high track program, for example, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, there's a right. 120 kids <laughs> or whatever. And, and uh, just that that environment and that culture um, was something that that I've always kind of strived to be around. Uh, I, you know, and obviously um, just a lot of great educational things, um, alumni doing well, um, the, the construction project and just kind of seeing how forward thinking our community was as far as uh, the bond issue and some of those kinds of things. So, yeah, there was a lot of factors. Um, the timing was just, uh, it was just really good timing um, for, for that to all fall into place. Um, you know, my kids were at an age where um, it, it's never an easy transition. Right. But, you know, my, my oldest was coming into high school. My youngest was, uh, you know, kind of going into fifth grade where he would have been changing buildings at Olwine anyway. Sure. Um, you know, so it just, uh, the cards kind of, or the stars aligned or whatever you want to call it, but... Um, yeah, it just, it, it seemed like the right fit at the right time, you know, minus the whole pandemic stuff. Right. Yep. Well, and that's, uh, <laughs> that's the next thing we're going to hit here, obviously. Um, first year here as the principal at DNH. uh, how do you think it's gone? What overall, just a generalization of how's the, how the year has gone? I've had a lot of fun. Um, you know, the first, first few weeks with, um, just all of our mitigation protocols and things like that, you know, that's. Uh, that was a little bit of a challenge, um, you know, and the way things ended, uh, I, I didn't want to end a 20-year career at Olwine with uh, with school right. being canceled in March and uh, doing a drive-through commencement ceremony, you know, with right. kids I've been around my whole life. But um, that that was the way it, it was, and those were the cards that we were dealt. 
but in, in terms of just getting to know kids, it was a little bit challenging here at first because, uh, you know, masks aren't real conducive to uh, right, yeah. learning faces and names. And, um, you know, there was just a lot of, I think, uh, uncertainty at first about, um, you know, would we be here in fa- face-to-face every day? Right. Would we remain that way? Um, and just so, you know, and I credit our whole our whole team, teachers, uh, you know, our, our maintenance staff, tech guys, you know, you guys, everybody. Uh, bus drivers, um, just as far as making it all work. And, um, you know, but I, I will say that, you know, that those first two months right now, just kind of a blur of uh, constant, constant planning for what may or may not happen. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. You had to be ready on both sides. Yeah. Is this going to happen? Is it not? What are we going to do? Yeah. I can imagine from your role. Um, and with that, you've been a principal before. So, how had how had COVID affected this year compared to previous years as principal? I know you hit on a couple, you know, as names and faces and stuff. And yep. but what's uh, what's something you know, you know, at Old Wine you were able to just to roll through it. Where here it's like, oh shoot, you well, know, COVID now. You know, I, th- there's been positives and negatives. I, I do think that um, I, I really have recognized that. I think for the most part, people are more grateful for the opportunity now. You know, not taking for granted the opportunity. One of the first things I said to our kids when we had our orientation, uh, when we started was we're going to do whatever we can here, uh, to give them the opportunity to learn face to face and then practice, perform and compete. Right. And that was, um, you know, once again, just the uncertainty of that. But, uh, with that, I think the silver lining in that is that, um, we all know that those kinds of things can be taken away from us. Um, right. And I think there's just a little bit more gratitude uh, in in having those opportunities and um, being a little bit more a little bit more um, lenient or understanding when when things don't always go exactly as planned. So right. that's maybe been the silver lining of this. But um, yes, just some of the other challenges as far as uh, you know, like I said, the, the mask things maybe make it a challenge with um, you know relationships and and just being face to face with people. Um, you know, there's there's always. It's a pandemic, so there's a heightened level, I think, of anxiety with everybody just because of the uncertainty, you know, especially early in the year. And so um, that was a change. Uh, you know, usually kids are, um, you know, there's always some challenges, but pretty happy-go-lucky and, and enjoy their time at school and, and like to be here on their fa- friends and things like that. But um, when you add that dynamic of, you know, a, a potentially um, damaging disease that, that's right you know that that's contagious and uh you know early on didn't really know how contagious and how all those kinds of things it just it puts a little bit of a damper on um just trying to have fun with the start of school yeah you know yeah. And, and doing some things that that you'd usually do as far as you know you have, you have a homecoming pep rally which i'm glad we got to do it but we're outside and splitting our kids up in the bleachers right right just, I remember there that. just wasn't the same feel yeah know? Um, haven't been in education for, for that long. It just, uh, it was disheartening. It was, it was awesome to have the opportunity to, to do it, Yeah. but a little bit disheartening for our kids, I think. And, and even for our teachers to be like, well, this is how we have to do it. Right. Right. And that's, uh, yeah. And knowing, well, this is the way we used to do it. And boy, we were, we were rock and rolling and it kind of, it is what it is. And, um, I think the other thing I kind of noticed at the new Hartford campus also was, um, the not the severity but how much kids either believed in the 
COVID protocol and how many didn't, you know, and I could see some separation there as well. But I, I think in general, everybody respected, yep. you know, each other's decision on, you know, and even now, you know, with, uh, with the new, new rules that, uh, it's still being, I think, respected as yep. far as that's concerned with the kids. I think, I, I think they did a pretty good job. Oh, all, I, I, gotta, you know. I have to give them tons of credit. Um, you know, and, um, the mask patrol stuff, um, it, it was, it was difficult from time to time, you know, trying to, uh, uh, especially early on, um, trying to let kids know respectfully that, that they just need to be worn and, and, right. uh, without really having a established a relationship with them, right. yeah. I, you know, I didn't really, right, right. Like, who's this guy telling yeah, me what to do? Exactly. Sure. Um, that, but, yeah, that would be a tough one, but overall, you know, they really did. I got to give them tons of credit because, um, you know, for the most part, they really stuck to stuck to what we needed to do. Uh, in order to, and, you know, as I told them, I, I didn't like being mask patrol, but, it, right. but it's part of the job and it went with the territory. And, um, you know, like I said, the thing I just kept coming back to is learn face-to-face, practice, perform, compete. Yeah. And if you have to quarantine for two weeks because you weren't wearing a mask properly, then um, that gets in the way of those four things. Sure. Sure. Yep. I definitely agree with that. And I kind of did the same thing with the, the kids I came in contact with around my bus. I'm I don't, I, I don't like wearing it either. I told them I don't like to wear it, but it is what it is. So let's just, we'll just roll with it. And the faster we, the faster we do that, the faster we get done, the closer we get to taking them off. So, um, this year's almost over heading into next year. Any goals on your radar right now, um, that you want to accomplish going into next school year or something, you know, again, generalization, you know, something that, you know, maybe COVID got in the way of, or, you know, something that, you know, you want to. Yeah. Well, uh, one thing I'm really excited about is um, we've modified our schedule for next year at the high school a little bit. And uh, we're going to be adding like a homeroom or an advisory period at the end of the day next year. Cool. Starting next year. Um, it's going to be about 24 minutes long. Um, so what that gives us the opportunity to do, there, there's just a number of reasons why I think it's going to be very healthy for our kids and, and staff. Um, you know, first of all, we have so many kids involved. And uh, leaving for activities early, sure. I, I just, you know, I just noticed kids were um, they missed a lot of instructional time. Yeah, that last you know? hour gets shortchanged quite yeah, a bit. Exactly. You know, you'd have kids that, uh, and it's it's not any fault of our programs or anything like that. You know, you have a, right. a cross country meet in in uh, Eldora, <laughs> yeah, that starts at four fifteen. You know, right. you just have to leave. Right. And uh, you know, so um, I, I know, you know, that was a f- source of frustration for, for teachers and for myself of just, and kids too, of like, hey, I've, I've missed, you know, four hours of my sixth period class over the last right. three weeks because um, I'm involved in a school activity. And so we've, we've messed around on that schedule a little bit and um, added a period at the end of the day that I think just gives us a lot of flexibility to do a lot of different things. Uh, connect with kids on a daily basis about grades, homework, um, social emotional stuff, you know, build relationships, um, assemblies, you know, things like, like today, right. our, our robotics group did an awesome job uh, with coming in and they, they did a little showcase of, of their talents and skills and uh, what they built with robotics. But, um, you know, the drawback of that is you have to take away instructional time to sure. do those things. And um, so I just, I felt really strongly that if we had, um, maybe like 20, 25 minutes in the day. Uh, essentially what we did was we took away three minutes per class period uh, of instructional time out of our, our regularly uh, scheduled classes and um, just kind of tacked that on at the end of the day that 
we could use that time, you know, for those opportunities, those engagement enrichment opportunities, um, class meetings, connecting with kids, getting our student council more active in things and giving them, you know, like a legitimate time to do that stuff. Sure. Um, you know, on top of that, just, uh, you know, having our staff have the opportunity to engage with kids uh, regarding homework, reteaching of lessons. You know, if, if we continue, if COVID continues to be a thing where kids are quarantining or having to miss a couple weeks of instruction, that's time built in the day where maybe we can connect. Sure. Um, so I'm really excited about that. I, I think it's, uh, and I, our staff has been great about providing feedback about how they'd like to see that time used. Um, so I think it's going to be a game changer for us uh, in, in terms of just how we connect with kids and how we, um, how we educate and how we respond when maybe somebody's struggling in a class or some of those kinds of things right. as well. Well, that'll be good. That'll be uh, interesting to see how it goes. We'll have you on, you know, maybe third of the way through the school year just to check up on that. But that sounds, sounds like a good idea. And, again, uh, like we hear from uh, – you know, Justin and everybody else that comes on, it's all about the kids. And again, that's another all about the kids concept Absolutely. here at DNH. So good. All right. You've made it this far. All right. Now we got to come up with the random question of the day. I'll ask all of our guests. You ready? Yeah. Your random question of the day is if you had six months with no obligations or financial constraints, what would you do with your time? You got six months to yourself. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter price, anything. Well, I'd make sure to get some good family time in first because, uh, you know, because sometimes the, the administrative stuff, it, that comes at a little oh, bit yeah. of a cost. But, um, you know, once my family's sick of seeing me, um, <laughs> I would, uh, I, I'd probably spend a lot of time just uh, going to sporting events and concerts, you know. Yeah. Um, hit a lot of baseball, diamonds, hit a lot of concerts. Perfect. Maybe follow Pearl Jam around for a couple months or something. Ah, Pearl Jam fan, huh? Yeah. I like Pearl Jam. Yeah. 90s, you know. I, the 10? Yeah, yeah. The, oh, yeah. The 10 CD was my yeah, favorite, absolutely. the first one. I, I believe it was the first one. Yeah. That was a good one. I would do I would do a couple things, family first, mm-hmm. um, but I'm, they're probably tired of me already. Um, never been on a cruise. I think I would like to, and I'd like to travel. I've never really been anywhere besides Mexico and Canada. So I'd like to cruise and also I've never done an, an all-inclusive uh, anywhere, resorts okay. or, a, you know, any type of vacation kind of thing there. I think it'd be cool to, I, I'm kind of big into um, the Discovery Channel and I, you know, I get to watch those in like the Aerial Americas and all that other things oh, yeah. that go on. And I, I see all these other places, never been to them. I'd, I'd like to maybe get to those. That sounds that sounds pretty awesome. So uh, I will say this about the cruise thing. I, I I went deep sea fishing once in Mexico, and um, I was it was pretty expensive. I went with four friends, and uh, I was I was seasick for six of the eight hours. <laughs> so I, I would probably avoid the cruise, <laughs> right? Personally, um, it was pretty cool. We got I got to see um, one of them catch a, a tuna, a blackfin tuna. So. Pretty sweet, um, big. I'm assuming. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, but I, I did. I laid on a couch on the oh, on geez. the boat for quite a while, and I, I maybe got sick over the side a couple times, which uh, the guys on the crew said was good for the fish. <laughs> so you're um, helping out the ecosystem. Yeah, absolutely. Part, but, um, you yeah, didn't even so know I'd, it. I'd probably avoid the cruise thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you there. I probably, <laughs> I probably wouldn't do that either. So, <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming in, Travis, and 
giving us uh, some little knowledge here on the high school scene and hopefully uh, last couple days end up well and uneventful uneventful and, uh, yeah just like the summer right yeah and good <laughs> luck to our track teams as well it's uh, we got a lot of kids down there it's gonna be awesome yep so appreciate you coming in travis thank you Reineke Construction is a family-owned business right here in the DNH School District focused on providing residential construction services with the highest levels of customer satisfaction. They do everything possible to exceed your expectations like they have over the last 20 years. Reineke Construction does jobs from installing a garage door, building barns, to your dream house. They have even built a golf course clubhouse. Services include new construction, remodels or general repairs for homes, constructions on a variety of frames and pole buildings, and construction of clubhouses and other commercial buildings. Reineke Construction serves Blackhawk, Butler, Grundy, and surrounding Iowa counties, and most of their business comes from word of mouth, which is the best kind of advertising. Look around their website at reinekeconstruction.com to see a collection of projects they have built or renovated with passion. If you have comments or questions, please feel free to contact them at 319-239-6256 or r-e-i-n-c-o-n-s-t at gmail.com. Reineke Construction. Measure twice, cut once. All right, folks, we are back with our next guest. Our next guest is Alicia Wildeboer. She is the new Hartford campus secretary. Alicia, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Doing awesome. Good. It's a Wednesday. Yes. Hump day. That's right. Actually, it's really close to being, we only have a few days of school left, so. I'm looking forward to it. We're in good shape there. All right, Alicia. I know it's been kind of a, you weren't really sure if you wanted to come on or not, but uh, we're going to put you in the hot seat. I'd um, like to start out with um, some background. You are new to um, the DNH school system, so many people may not know, especially anybody that's not involved uh, with the New Hartford campus, anything about you. So if you would, give us some background information, uh, where you grew up, family, you know, all that good stuff. Okay, sounds good. Um, I grew up in Des Moines, and I moved here when I was in my early 20s and went to Hawkeye College for um, nursing. Did you go, and I'm going to just yeah. jump all over, but sure. you went to school in Des Moines? Like, was there a high school? Yes, I, I'm from Des Moines. So yep. what school did you go to? Um, Des Moines East. Des Moines East, uh, the Scarlets. Yes, the Scarlets, yes. that's right, yep. Because yep. they have some interesting, the polar bears, mm-hmm. the rail splitters, I mean, there's some kind of crazy nickname so yeah. do you know the story behind the scarlets oh maybe i did at one time okay that's I, been a few years ago since i went to high school and what's the mascot do you know um is it like a knight or something or is it a it's not the it's not like the color is it or is no. it the color no it isn't it was um at that time it was like a indian but i oh, think now okay. they changed that oh, sure yeah because they probably had to. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry about that. So we went to school in Des Moines, went up, uh, came up to Hawkeye. Yep. And uh, studied nursing. And then um, shortly thereafter, I met my husband and got married. And we have three beautiful girls. Names are? Um, Macy is in fourth grade. Morgan is in second. And Brianna is in kindergarten in Dyke here. Nice. Yeah. 
Nice. And uh, you live in the area, correct? Yes, we live out in the country in Dyke. Okay. Yep. Enjoy it? Um, yes, actually, the first um, uh, the first winter we lived here was that bit bad snowstorms. Oh, jeez. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I told my husband if it's like that again, I'd like to move to the town. Welcome to the country. <laughs> yeah. And for those of you that don't know, um, Alicia's kids are on my bus route. Didn't ride this year because of COVID and stuff, and, and I'm assuming that's... And with the job, I think you got to bring them and yep, every and then, once in a while. and Yep, and then they ride the shuttle to Dyke and back and forth, I guess. so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yep. they probably like that better than the bus, so that bus driver that probably drives that bus is mean. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, your your kids were really good. I they, they were a pleasure to have on the bus. Good. Next year or not sure? I'm not totally sure yet. Kind of play it by ear? Yeah. We got the whole summer to to decide there. So, all right, Alicia, what made you decide to become a secretary here at the New Hartford campus? What was, uh, give us some some thoughts on that. Actually, I was um, a substitute associate um, here in Dyke for a couple school years. And then I was, um, I also helped with being a nurse there or here too. And then um, the secretary job came open in New Hartford, and I jumped on it, and yeah, here I am. I right, see. I did not know that. Yeah. I didn't know that you were here. I thought you were brand new. I didn't yep. realize. Yeah, so I actually um, kind of egg on my face. Nurse in New Hartford a few times. So, yeah. Last year. Uh huh. Right before it was actually mm. the last day we went to school. March thirteenth. <laughs> that was the first day. No, that was the last. That, but day, you were there. I was there. Yeah. Oh boy, I feel really bad. Oh, I kind of really, stayed were... in the room because I didn't know a soul. <laughs> Did you see me? Um, yeah, I think so. Oh gosh. Yeah, I think you were too cool to say hi. At uh, that time. Apparently, I don't <laughs> pay attention to anything. Well, how's, how's the nursing part of in a school setting? Um, well, the, whenever I was there, it was super busy. <laughs> I mean, Everybody's waiting for you. Everybody. Well, I don't know about that, but I don't know if they. We're trying to see what they could get away with or oh, what, sure. but no, I, I really enjoy it all. Do so. you, um, doing the nursing part of it, did you have to call a lot of bluffs or, I yes. mean, what, yeah. what, what percentage of kids came down with that tummy ache or, you know, just, Probably. I mean, is there a, was it? It was a good percentage. <laughs> Over 50%? Probably. Probably. <laughs> and, you know, I'm a mom, so I can kind of almost... Right, you got that Love mom right sense, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're you're toast, kid. <laughs> yeah, but that's funny. And I have seen a few kids uh, in the office there in New Hartford mm-hmm. that yeah. are kind of uh, look like they either n- went to the nurse and got called out, or yep. waiting for maybe that ride or something. And yep, and even sometimes still today they'll come to the my uh, the office and um, ask for a band aid or you know that just huh. yeah. do you now that you're a full-time secretary do you miss the the nursing part of it or not I, I or do. i yeah i miss nursing but yeah. yeah i like being able to have the summers with my girls and sure stuff like that so yeah. oh that's interesting i i did not know that yeah all right getting back to the secretary side of things um this year was your first year so it, it it's it's hard to compare a non-COVID year to a COVID year, but you went through the whole year with COVID. Yeah. What were some of the obstacles uh, that you faced during the school year with 
you know, some of the COVID protocols, you know, something that, you know, is probably going to go away. You know, what was, you know, what were some things that were like, oh, geez, you know, we we have to do it because of, because of the COVID. Probably wearing the masks, which I think a lot of people would answer that way too, but um, not being able to see the kids, you know, see their faces. And it was just hard to try and remember everyone's name by just, you know, recognize them just by their face or their eyes and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, that would be, that'd be, and you even had in the office, you had like a shield and I mean, you're almost like completely separated from. Yep. And I actually just took that away. So yeah, (laughs) it looks very nice in there. It looks very nice. And the masks are gone as well, or I guess your option to, to wear them. And it, it, so do you feel weird not having it on now and, and seeing the kids and stuff? Yeah, I do. I feel a little naked to be honest, but it was so fun. Um, actually on Monday, was that the first day? Yeah, I believe it was. Yes, um, I watched all the kids come in off of the bus oh. without having to wear a mask, and it was so awesome to see. Everybody had such a big smile on their face yes. and so happy. There, I, and I went both great. ways. I saw the positive um, I, with the school bus. You know, every kid that got on the bus, boy, they were just smiling like, yep. "Yeah, we don't have to wear this. Yeah. You don't have to tell me anymore." <laughs> yeah. And then, then the flip side came in. Where there was, a, I think, a little more chatter. Uh huh. Yeah, oh, I believe. Because <laughs> now it's, you know, you're, you're not, your voice isn't muffled. It's, yep. you know, you're not, you know, because I, I think I even probably talked less, which is hard to believe, but yeah. I probably talked less with the, with the mask. And I think the kids, and I've noticed the past few days on the bus that, which is good. I mean, they're yep. communicating and, you know, yep. having a good time and getting, we're getting closer to normalcy kind of things. So, yeah. Um, yep. yeah I, were you a mask patrol or anything? Because you kind of have a, you know, you're the first line of defense there. Did you, you know, did you hunt down kids or were you just kind of? You know, I wasn't hardcore, but, uh, you know, I'm not always out in the hallway either. Right. Um, but when I would see a kid in the hallway without it on or, yeah. you know, you would have those repeat offenders. Was there quite a few repeat? I mean, uh, yeah. Or pull it over your nose. And, yeah. yeah. Yes, uh, yep. <laughs> overall, what do you think the kids did a good job. I think I mean, they did really well. I mean, even my youngest daughter's in kindergarten, so I just can't believe how well they all did. I can't complain. Yeah, I think I they mean, they've been through a lot of stress this past year and Yes. I it's been a whole different Yeah. And nobody can relate to it, you know, no. cuz nobody's nope. really been through it around here. Yeah, so. exactly. All right, coming up to the end of the the school year, your first year. Got any highlights of your first year at DNH? You know, anything that you enjoyed over, you know, through the course of the year, something you liked every time? I know um, probably one of the biggest ones is me coming into the office and, and chatting with you every now and then. I'm sure that was the, the highlight. <laughs> yeah, but that was other, number one. Are there other highlights? Um, number two would probably be, you know, just getting to know the kids and, you know, meeting their families and oh, even if it's just over the phone and it. It's so great. I mean, I'm going to miss the eighth graders so much when they move on and hope that they come back and visit. And everybody's just great. And I feel like, you know, I go to work every day, but I'm going to see my work family. Right. Is how I feel. I mean, I I really am blessed. That's good. Good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. What is the average times you answer the phone a day? I mean, just, uh, I mean, is it, it, it has to be in 
inordinate amount because I come in usually whenever I come in to see you, you're either you're either on the horn or somebody is is talking to you. But like um, a, a typical day, what's uh probably I mean, or how many an 50. hour? Um, me, I would say maybe fifty-ish. Yeah, maybe that might be totally off. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's definitely busy, and I get probably who knows how many emails every day. Sure, <laughs> but no, it's great. Do you anything right off the top of your head of the weirdest phone call as far as either a kid forgot something or a kid isn't coming to school for this? Or I mean, is there something <laughs> just kind of? Something where nobody, like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that was just said. Because <laughs> I know as far as the technology part, I get a few come in there. And, oh, yeah. You know, I the one I had, the one I remember this year is the dog ate the cord. <laughs> and so they brought the cord in, and it was, oh, yeah. you could tell yeah. a puppy or something had gotten a hold of yeah. it, you know, where normally they'll, mm-hmm. that was the general excuse. I'm like, yeah, whatever. And like, yeah. You know, nothing that really comes to mind. To be honest. Well, that's good then. Yeah, everybody's that's... been so awesome. I have no complaints. <laughs> that's good. Yes. <laughs> um, any other highlights as far as, you know, um, I know probably your one of your highlights is, is giving out, you have a smorgasbord of food and prizes, and it, sometimes it just takes over the office. Yes, uh, for the PBIS store. So it's really getting crazy now. Towards the end of the year, they have to use all their pride tickets. But um, and yeah. I did hear that that they're not carrying over. No, they're so not. So they're I blowing them out. Yeah. <laughs> and if you don't know the the PBIS, it's you know you get uh, rewarded for doing good things and stuff like that. Once you get a certain number, then there's prizes, and the prizes we have are there are so many and so many different yep. kinds. I don't know how you even. Yep, and then it just as an example, one of them um, for the younger elementary kids is a principal for the day, and so that's a yes. hundred tickets. And I had quite a few kids. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, kids that came back a couple times. Oh, really? Yeah. So I mean, that takes a long time to earn a hundred tickets. I I do remember seeing so, those, and if you get a chance, uh, follow the uh, New Hartford Elementary DNH Junior High Twitter page, and a lot of times on there you'll see some of this PBIS stuff we're talking about, and they usually almost always show the principle of the day. Yep. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> was, it, it is. But what about a, a secretary of the day? I know. You know, I is talked that, to Mr. Batulo about that, and so we're going to have to put that into the works. And that's probably next year. So but, if a principal's 100 tickets, secretary's by 200 or 300? Well, maybe 500. 500? No, I'm just teasing. No. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome if, if you did have a secretary of the day and they answered the phones? That would be nice. That would be kind of fun. I have um, two. I have to give a shout out sure. to um, two awesome uh, office runners. Yes, Emma Apoyan and Lily Stewart. They have been with me most of the year, and they're eighth grade, of course. And so I'm going to really miss them next year. And they're fantastic. They I, really I do are. see them helping out a oh. lot at the end of the day. There. Oh man, they. Now for them, did they did just have an open hour? Did they ask to help out? How did they? Um, I've actually had several kids ask. I'm, I, I well, mean, that's it, what I wonder because yeah. I figure it's probably a pretty popular a thing, to, a fun thing to do. It is. Um, they usually do it during their study hall eighth hour, and so yeah, they come and they're. I mean, 
They're great. They both usually come in at the same time. So how did you how did you choose? Did you choose them? Did they choose themselves? Did it? They kind of just kind um, of worked its way. Asked, and so you know, so and so wants to do it, and kind of word of mouth type deal. And so it it's really fun. I mean, you just get to know them kind of more, you know, personally and stuff. So yeah, they're amazing. So a little hint to the seventh graders. To be eighth graders next year, if you're interested in doing it, you probably yep. want to get, come in early, and yep, you, you probably have an application, and, and yep. you may have to come up with something over the summer. I should some type of should. application just so you're screening, just because now the bar has set <laughs> yeah, exa- been set pretty oh, high. They have big shoes to fill, so <laughs> that might be a problem. Yeah, have them beaten down the door and try to get there to be a <laughs> to be a is it what is there an official term for it? Like Secretary, office, office runner, or office assistant, or, office assistant, yeah. Yeah. office uh, assistant technician, something. Yeah. yeah, they do do a good job. I do see them running yeah, around so once in a, a while. It's not a job for the lazy. That's for sure. Right, <laughs> I mean, right. Well, they, they had a cart busy. the other day of just yep, yep. A gob of uh-huh. things they were delivering. Yeah, they we're were... gonna start to do that. I think so. Just to <laughs> go to room to room to right. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. All right, that sounds like the fun part. What is something that your job just, it never ends. You get there and and again, not that you don't like it, but it's just something that's always like for me, um, I, I update the announcements on the video board that's in the, and I just, to me, it's just kind of monotonous and Uh I copy and paste and download and and it, but it's every morning and it's every day. And it's, I'm like, uh, do you, what do you got? You got something like that? Oh yes. Um, for sure. Attendance. That is huge that takes up a lot of my day believe it or not yeah um and then paperwork there's always paperwork so yeah. well i think i caught you today uh two of those things yeah. i came in to, to talk to you about so oh, i was doing an access card for a uh, somebody that's coming in the summer and i heard you on the phone talking or yeah. leaving a message for somebody hey so and so i yeah. just wonder where they're at yeah, yeah. and then uh the paperwork I was asking you about, uh, the, again, this person I'm making the card for, and you go to some file and... Yeah, starts. I feel like you have to be very organized in my job. And yeah, how would you rate yourself as organization? I'm very organized. I, I would agree very with that. Bay. I'm, I like things the way I like them. <laughs> I, I, I would agree with that. You've done a nice job. And Thank you. And just to remind you, I won't be there for the next couple of days, so if kids need... I won't be there on Friday. Oh, uh-oh. All right, you better make note of that. Yeah, I better make note of that and say no uh, <laughs> spare computers on Friday. Yeah. They won't get written down. <laughs> All right, Alicia. Well, we'll come so to much. the end here. You ready for the random question of the day? I think so. You have to be yeah. because we always do this <laughs> to our guests. Okay. All right, your random question of the day mm-hmm. is, would you rather have whatever you're thinking to appear above your head for everyone to see? Okay, so you're... Well, you're, you're, whatever, you're shopping in Target and you're looking at something, speech bubble comes up there and people can see exactly what you're thinking or you're in Target, you're looking at somebody else. Maybe you're not thinking the most positive thing about them. It shows up above your head. Okay. Or would you have uh, absolutely everything you do live streamed for anyone to see? And that one would be within reason, like yeah. a, a typical day. You know, obviously, we probably turn the cameras off at night and that yeah. kind of stuff. But during <laughs> um, the day, would you? Which one would you rather have? You have to choose one or the other. 
I think I would have everything live streamed. You would have everything live streamed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I have a lot going on in my brain. Well, so <laughs> <laughs> but is most of it's positive, right? Yes, of course. Just a few negatives in there, maybe? I think I'm a pretty positive person. I am going to agree with you. <laughs> I would rather have everything live streamed because um, I, my thoughts, I some of them aren't, one is they're, they're not very good. Like, they're just not smart. And so people would be like, uh, yeah, that's not going to work. And I think I li- live a pretty funny life. I think people would would enjoy a, a a live stream of me. I feel like I live in the zoo most of the time. We're having three young kids. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got three of my own, and I yeah, I can see exactly where you're coming from on that one. So, all right, we both choose live stream, and I think that's that is probably the right choice. Yeah, I think so. so too. Well, Alicia, I appreciate you coming in tonight and taking some time out and joining us here on the Loose Change Podcast. Thanks for having me. It was fun. It was fun. So you'll be back again. You'll you'll be back again, right? Uh, I think so. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, Alicia. Appreciate it. The Dyke New Hartford Booster Club is established as a support group to encourage parent and community participation and to raise funds to enhance and expand the academic, social, and athletic programs that are available to each individual student at Dyke New Hartford Schools. The Booster Club feels strongly that parent and community involvement during the school year can be a key to the success of our students here at DNH. Please consider helping our students by becoming a member. Our Booster Club website can be found under the Parent and Community tab on the DNH homepage. Thank you for your support and roll blue. All right, folks, welcome back to the DNH Loose Change podcast. Up next here on the podcast is DNH Superintendent Justin Stockdale. Justin, how's it going? It's going, boy, we're busy. Yeah. There's a lot going on. Got a couple things maybe on the burners. <laughs> a few things in the air. We got more than just a, a four burner stove going. <laughs> Need like one of those big, uh, those, like a Traeger, or a, is that what they're called? Traegers? What's the, um, the smoker? I got a GMG. A GMG? What's a uh, Green Mountain Garwin? <laughs> we could go with that. <laughs> well, what's what, what's a that. GMG? I don't know. It's just a model. A model? Uh, you, you see me smoking I, on it. I so. have seen you smoking on it, and yeah. you, you do quite a bit of it. Yeah. I'll have to say, over the fence sometime, I'll hand you some ribs. Yeah. Do you, what, what do you do mostly on it? Uh, really, really everything. God, we, we've done everything from, shoot, obviously meat and all that good stuff, ribs, steaks, chicken. Gosh, we've done bacon. Done uh, potatoes, all kinds of stuff. If you don't have one, you gotta have. I one. know. I I need you, to get one. I got uh, Tim Bixby out there. He's he's kind of a smoker kind of guy, and he does quite a bit. And it looks like fun. I I don't think I'm probably smart enough to get that because they talk about. Do you have uh, pellets and you know well, a easy. little side shooter thing of of sure. stuff? You just ask questions like anything else. It's easy. Yeah, you just get just trial and error you, kind you of thing. Can, you can get different pellets, but I stick to just the competition. So you can use it for everything. Get them in Menards, cheap. <laughs> Honestly, I, I no, I enjoy it. I actually, you're gonna laugh at this. The old three, two, one rib rib recipe. You know, sit out my deck and 
those are some of the best days. Just sit and watch it smoke. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> Sounds yeah. odd. I I, no. I never thought in a million years I'd think watching my girl smoke would be something I enjoy doing. But I guess you get you hit a certain age, and that's like what you do. So right. I don't know. Right. It get, gets to be a highlight. Yep. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Welcome to the superintendency, where you right. sit on your deck and watch your smoker smoke in the free time. Right. Right. Well, at least we don't have to ask you what you do in your free time now. <laughs> right, you know. <laughs> uh, like you said, you were, we've got a lot of things going on here at DNH. Uh, first thing, let's talk about uh, COVID update. I know uh, most everybody's heard uh, the mass decision. Um, give us a little background on on that whole thing and how it went down. Yeah. So last Thursday, um, the CDC adjusts their guidelines and, and their guidance, and on the heels of that, so you start to process that uh, and what that means for your district. Well, then on Friday, late late Friday, another um, uh, change comes from the Iowa Department of Public Health. That was different and, and maybe more relaxed than, or give you more options, I'll say that, than to consider. So honestly, about 24-hour period from Friday into Saturday, I'm mulling over what do we do. Right. Um, and, and quite honestly, as we've done from the start here, um, I've always tried to empathize with what is the greater community calling for here. So... Way back in July, when we were deciding, well, do we go face to face? We put out a survey, um, and I think it was sixty-five, thirty-five said, "Let's try it." So we went with it, and I just think you you have to honor collectively what you believe your community might at large be in favor of. And um, I'll just say this: not, you know, that we still have people wearing their masks, and that's that's right. great. That's just fine. Um, but I knew, and I also knew leading into graduation, that we weren't going to win that battle with our community. I just had the sense, I knew, I'd taken a lot of observations. I'd been to several graduation parties over recent weeks, right. not one mask in sight. Right. So, you know, no matter what I believe or not, um, the bottom line is, is what's best for our system. And my recommendation to our board, we spoke early Sunday morning. I really appreciated them taking my call at 8, 9 o'clock on a <laughs> Sunday morning. But... I knew we had to get the word out um, on the heels of graduation. I didn't want to mess with graduation and cause a stir with that. That just played out, and I think we had maybe I'll just say a dozen people that that chose to wear masks and in our in our gym. And so I knew at that point we made the right call. When you think of our greater public, sure. no one, not everybody was going to agree. We had to land somewhere, and I didn't I didn't want to put staff in the position to have to deal with this all week in our final seven days, quite frankly. Right. People have different interpretations of the guidance. They're going to use that to support their position no matter what it is. And I just wanted to remove that for our staff and really for our district. Let's just make a decision on this. And then, um, you know, it was more of a qualitative feel in terms of uh, the, how do you know what your community wanted? Well, just take a look around, make observations. Right, observation. So. Right or wrong, this is this is where we're at. I will say that you know we've had a few people very respectfully reach out and and kind of um, communicate their disagreement, but they were very good about it, you know, and um, you know very very calm, respectful. Sure, it was good. It was good dialogue. Um, I've also had uh, this also feeds into how do you, how do you know you got it right? overwhelmingly the text messages and verbal comments that I get about in support of the, thank you for doing this and giving our kids, you know, um, maybe a way to end the year on a high note. And I was probably a little surprised by um, the number of little people that would go by my office. They always knock on the window and wave who said, thanks for, thanks for, thanks for not making us wear masks. (laughs) So um, yeah, you know, like I said, I, I'm married to a public health nurse. 
So I hear all sides sure. of, of the issue. Um, but in the end, I, I, you know, we did what we had to do and, you know, you don't look back from that. And I, so far this week, things have been going well, no positive cases. Now I know we could be in an incubation period, but sure. Um, we'll see in a couple of weeks. We'll know, I guess. And then, you know, we're, we're focused now on offering clinics to make the access to the vaccine as, as um, accessible as possible. And we know this is a, a choice that a lot of people are wrestling with right now. Do I get it? Do I not? It's in this emergency state. I try not to get caught up in explaining all that to people. It, mm-hmm. Here it is. We'll, we're going to serve as a site. That's it. The Bovies have been great. Yes. Right pharmacy. Yep. Um, you know, we just keep chipping away at it. And as people's comfort level changes, you hope they choose to get it. Um, those that don't, we don't judge on that. We'll hopefully get to that herd immunity stat that we need right. eventually. And, right. You know, uh, looking forward to next year, though. Hopefully we don't have to worry about this right. stuff. So, Have you... Uh, just in the last three days, have you seen a difference in the students? I mean, do they do they seem different? To, you know, it's, I don't. The com- the comments that I hear, somebody just said to me today. You know, I haven't seen your face all year, right? And I, I kind of took a double take and I'm like, what? And they're like, seriously, like, you know. And so um, our foreign exchange student Paula, I guess, had said uh, made a comment. She didn't really know what some of these kids look like. You know, she was she starts the year here. She yeah. didn't have any. Prior to school starting, that's her experience. So I had never thought our freshmen, like our freshmen right. came in from middle school, they wear a mask every I mean, honestly, some of our upperclassmen, you might laugh at this, but didn't know what they look like. Right. So I just think <laughs> there's um I, I I suppose my sense is there's a little extra beat and people you know, pick up, pick me up in their step. And um I still find myself checking myself though. Hey, do I got my mask? I'm like, oh wait. Yeah. You know, um so yeah, I would say I would say the ki- the kids have appreciated it and uh, not having to worry about it, and you know, like I said, we'll it is what it is, and we're yep. moving on. So yeah, and I and I have noticed like the first day on that school bus, the kids are getting on there. They're all smiles, you know, the young ones, and and I meet I'm as well. I I'm like, wow, that's what you know, my fifth graders on my shuttle. I'm, you know, they come by and like, oh, okay, that's what you look like. It's it's amazing what just half the face makes that that difference and. So I just getting closer to normalcy. I mean, that's yeah. that's probably the goal. Yep. Um, not that you can predict this, but the, what's next on the COVID front here? You know, obviously school is going to let out. Um, there's probably going to be some changes, but in the immediate future, you know, anything or anything that we're still hanging on to that we're still doing, or something that we've gotten, you know, relaxed on. Not, not really. I think, I think for me, it's what are we going to continue within our prevention mitigation procedures? You know, we're still using our UVC uh, light towers. We're going to continue doing that. With our new construction, we're focused on um, the air exchange and the HVAC and, and also adding uh, UVC light units to those so that we can assure the, the, the cleanest air possible, air quality, the best air quality possible for our kids. To be honest, got into this uh, superintendent coursework and whatnot six, seven years ago. I never once, I I never thought I'd be talking about air quality. Right. Um, So I think the learning in all this throughout the past 14 months has truly been on really health and what what sets it up for our kids when we think of safe and healthy learning environments. So I guess that's where I'm focused now. Um, What do we hang on to that we can sustain long-term? And uh, that's more with cleaning and, you know, and, Honestly, I think with staff, I just say, hey, if you're not feeling good, stay home. You know, I, I, I try to play Mr. Tough Guy myself quite a bit. You know, I'm, I'm not that right. sick. I'm going to work. 
I think my learning throughout this too, this is added to it. It's just when you're, when you're ill, stay, stay home. And, and, um, even with my own kids, I kept, I kept our little one home two days last week where normally prior to the, prior to the pandemic, I probably would have sent him to school. Right. Um, so I think that's a personal impact I've had. So that, that's a broad answer to your question, but no, I, I, I think over the summer, some of these things will play out a little bit more as we roll into August and what's our new space going to require from us. You know what, again, um, what can everybody continue to carry out and, and stay on top of, you know, and do it well, I think is the, is the biggest thing too. Any um, crystal ball projections for the beginning of the school year? I mean, besides so, something that you'd want to see, I mean. Yeah. So anything I say is speculation. Sure. I don't have anything. Right. I, no. So my gut feeling is on, on this is um, we're not going to force the hand of our public on these vaccines. Okay. Um, but to get to a point where we can, I don't know, assure that we're eliminating the spread the best we can. I, we, we need to continue to see those, um, those numbers rise. And I think, again, I go back to as people get comfortable with it, mm-hmm. um, I think people like, like my own two kids, um, they're, they're going to get it Friday. I, I wanted, and Marina and I both wanted that for them as soon as they could get it. Um, seventh grader and a junior and, um, my hope is that as kids receive it and and do well with it, that people gain confidence yeah. and, and trust. And I think once that happens, I think you'll start to see a trickle of more. So that to me, and our staff, for instance, I can't applaud our staff enough. You know, and and those that didn't get it, no problem. They, everybody's got their rationale. Right. But yep. I think we had 85, 90% of our adults go through and get it. So from a staffing standpoint, I'm really confident that we can enter into next year and with some normalcy. And, right. Um, you Do you know, think there'll that, be a number that uh, you know the department comes with you that says, "Hey, if you," and I don't, maybe, maybe not. You know, or are they just gonna? Is that too much dictation? I, I don't know. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't even know where to land on that. I think one one question I have is: Will they will they add the COVID nineteen vaccine to the required vaccinations oh. that you need to have to enroll in a public school? You know, we've got a list of those sure. uh, right now. So um, I, I think perspective on that is I've heard some people say it's my choice. I, you know, never before have I been, have, have I watched a more polarizing subject, right? right? Yeah. So the idea is, well, you can't make me. Well, the, the other side of that is, well, you already have these other vaccines that you you are required to have unless, and there's a little, there's some certain sure. exceptions there, but so that's that's I think, from a public health standpoint, let's wait and see if that happens. If that happens from a school standpoint, it makes it easy. Right. Yeah. yeah there you yeah. go. Other otherwise, my stance is, hey, uh, everybody's uh, has a right to feel how they want around the issue, and uh, we'll we'll honor that, respect that. Again, time goes here. Maybe you gain a little more trust in it, and um, people have success success with it, and there's not yeah. detriment. You know, I think that's the biggest thing is just the trust factor, and you know. Uh, what I've heard is, well, it was rushed and it was all this and that. And, you know, it, okay, you know, your, whatever. I mean, I, I respect your opinion. Right. But, yeah, I think trust will go a long ways with this. Yep. Uh, you touched on it uh, briefly there with graduation, just had it this past weekend. Overall, you know, how did it go? Well, first of all, I, I, a huge round of applause to uh, our high school principal, Travis Druviga, and our, um, our secretary, uh, Sarah Anderson. You know, 
people don't realize this, but both of them are in their first year with the district. And so we had two people planning graduation who had notes to operate from, but sure. this was their first go at this. And um, I, I, I thought it went really well. The, the feedback from those in attendance was the, uh, the length of it was appropriate. Um, you know, it flowed really well. So and honestly, it was just nice to be back. Like it felt, it felt normal and not a lot of people were masked. So that was kind of the first big event we had where right. you could see people and just walking out there and, and taking pictures afterwards and watching those kids. That's, that's just always a good moment for me as a superintendent, um, addressing those seniors. Um, you know, having lived here 15 years now, you have relationships with those kids, you know, right. them, uh, you kind of root for them. So, um, I don't know. It's always a good reflective time for me. And I just thought, uh, overall the ceremony was fantastic. And, um, again, the two people behind it, um, you know, or deserve all the credit for that. So, um, you know, who, who knows? We were back in the gym and I'm right. Like, yeah. Like, what, what a difference a year is, you yeah, know, no joke. <laughs> no joke. Uh, school year winding down construction winding up. Yeah, it is. Um, I got an email today from uh, Tom Texter that next week, you know, everybody's going to chip in and, and help move some rooms. And, and he made a comment on the email that um, not sure the timeline maybe have changed here a little bit because they were supposed to start the library on Monday and it started today. And I mean, it's go time. And as we've all mentioned before here, uh, check out uh, DNH, uh, the website. You'll see some update on pictures and stuff like that with the construction. We'll keep that going, but it, it is in full force mm-hmm. right now. It sure is. And um, this these next two months are just going to be crazy, crazy good. But right. um, I, I just, uh, you know, our staff are, are resilient. And, and I always, um, I don't know, our group is just built that way, both both New Hartford campus and the Dyke campus. And um, everybody rallies, you know, so the library needed to be cleared. We're we're a, we're almost a week ahead of schedule. So um, Peters Construction came in. They started to do the demo because they could. Um, this idea of asbestos abasement, abatement starting and uh, clearing the rooms and everything's going to the elementary gym, you know. And um, I don't know Tuesday. Tuesday I think will be kind of fun. Um, all hands on deck. We're all right. gonna be doing something that's not so uh, educational. Just getting together a team effort. I think actually it'll be pretty, uh, it'll be really good for us as a group just to come together and just be around each other, laugh a little bit, have some fun. We're going to do some grilling, um, yeah. for everybody. And well, that, and so. both campuses have kind of been split because of the, you know, we didn't want the COVID crossing and stuff like that. So, yeah. I mean, honestly, this is be the first trip for, well, probably the first time that the entire group You're might right. be together. Yeah. Valid point. You know, we tried hard to, to separate because you were worried about not having enough staff to go around if somebody mm-hmm. would, would, would be positive. And so, yeah, um, all that considered. But, you know, the, the progress on the gym, there's been some, um, you know, perception that the, the dirt work and all that is taking extra time. But the reality behind that is we're not we're not behind schedule. The um, uh, the steel structure that that will be the foundation for the gym and also the West Edition is set to arrive the first week in July and then the last week in July. So as long as the footings are poured by then, we're good. Right. Um, so, you know, there's some there's some rumor. People get talking, coffee shop talk, <laughs> and they believe that X, Y, and Z are, you know, not going well. Um, like with any construction project, you're going to have things that go well, and you're going to have hurdles you got to work through, and so you get solution-focused. Um, uh, I really appreciate our, our architects with Emergent and then also um, 
Uh, Peter's Construction has been great. It's been a good collaborative effort. Uh, you'll see a bulk of the work uh, interior here starting right when school gets out. So the idea would be when we come back in August that um, stage in this, you'd have air conditioning at Dyke Elementary. Um, you would have the two-story bottom level ready to go. Second level will get completed and be ready to go kind of two months in. And then the bulk of the interior work will be carried out on the New Hartford campus kind of throughout the year. So that's going to take some logistical adjustment throughout next year. The exterior work will be started, so they'll they'll start on that safe room in New Hartford as well um, over the summer months here to get the yep. footings poured. I know the playground equipment's been removed and yep. the driveway, the dirt's been, some dirt's been hauled in there. So um, it's going to be busy. That's all I got to say. So <laughs> Um, and people's flexibility is is essential. You know, parking is a nightmare, but um, people made it work for graduation. And um, I don't know. I just think keep the eye on the prize, and that, that helps you through these situations. Yeah, yeah. And I think the community is is very supportive as well. We had uh, the concerts Monday night and eighth grade promotion uh, Tuesday night, and there was a a lot of people. And you know, nobody. I didn't hear anybody say anything about oh, I had to park four blocks away or. You know, they see the progress, and it's right. it's a positive progress. And yeah. all them kids, hopefully, will benefit from, you know, what's going to be built here yeah. uh, in the next 18, 16 months. Yeah. It's exciting times, a great time to be a part of the district, I'll tell you that. So Yeah, it'll be fun. <laughs> be a good kind of fun, like you said. Right. Kind of a pain once in a while, but <laughs> I heard uh, Chad Bixby, I was helping, or I was up there talking to him, and I— I didn't realize that he had to move his room. Oh, yeah. And so he was moving stuff. I'm like, oh, man, I, you got a lot of stuff. I said, let me know. I'll help you out. And, I, you know, I'm here in the district, but I didn't quite understand. Yeah, I didn't. I guess I just didn't know. But there's a lot of. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff there. A lot of and stuff he, moving know, around. Yeah. And <laughs> so I kind of giggled when he said that this morning. Well, I'm going to work on moving again. <laughs> so if you need any help, call. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> All right, Justin, we'll go ahead and we're going to wrap up this uh, interview with our random question of the day. Ready? I'm ready. This random question is, if you could start your own business, what would it be? Money's not really an object. You know, you can do anything you want. What's something that a business that you would like to start? I think... um I always think of fulfillment, like what gives me the, the most fulfillment. And I think if money wasn't an object, if I could start an organization that would simply help families who have fallen on hard times. So, you know, no, no opinions of abusing a system or anything like that, but somebody right. who had maybe fallen or had a tragedy occur that was no fault of their own um, or, you know, maybe helping foot the bill of, of a kid who, is trying to pursue a profession or paying a college bill or something like that for a kid who, you know, who couldn't swing it or, I don't know. I just, there's um, something about that that feels really, really good. And um, I think could add some positive value to society, quite frankly, you know, sure. help somebody get back on their feet or you, you got something that happens with a major storm, derecho or something like that. Right. You can go in. And so I think it's all about giving back. And I think if I could do that, that'd be, That'd be awesome to be able to do that. Well, that's pretty good. It makes me feel uh, about an inch tall, what I'm about to say. What's yours? <laughs> so Will Reingart and myself have been throwing around this idea of building a facility for pole vaulters. 
So we, we <laughs> just got selfish motivation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind. Of, I mean, it's self fulfilling a little bit. Will is he's all for it. I'm kind of for it too. And so it'll be a, a rather big building, but you'd you'd bring in kids, athletes that want to work on pole vaulting, and you have housing there, and they come for like a week, and then you also have a 200 meter track. Basically, we're kind of basing this off of Humboldt, their new facility up there. Mm-hmm. So you have the track. It'd be track-oriented, um, but you would also have weight equipment and speed and agilities and stuff like that. And I, I think that'd be kind of we've, – we've kicked around the idea. We just need a, somebody with a deep pockets. Well, so if, if we were – if I was able to do what I wanted to do then, you would plead – you would give your story to me, and then I would fund that. Yes, yes. So, so really, because I come with you and say, "Well, I got 150 bucks. Can you help me build this 70,000 foot facility?" (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm a little short here. I'm a couple million short of the yeah. Well, of my goal because we've even get these are all pipe dreams and stuff. But I'm like, so Jerry Shipper, he owns a lot of land. He doesn't have like two acres. He might, you know, the the Shipper Athletic Complex or the the you know, you know, because we're we, onto something. Because we want it, we want it to be unique. So kind of out in the middle of nowhere. This, this could happen if, if when when I'm gonna say when Jerry makes it big in his racing career. <laughs> <laughs> this is off the top, off the question, but I really well, maybe this could did, be the next conversation when I'm here. Did you see the results from Saturday night? Well, I heard about it. My okay, well, we maybe need to go a different direction. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> at least to start out, at least yeah, for a we couple. Love you, we love you, Jerry. We, yeah, we love you, Jerry. <laughs> I love your land too. But we we've seriously thought about that a little bit. That's that's his. He would love to run it. I think it'd be kind of fun to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. He knows a friend that has the, a facility like this in Kansas City. Okay, where they go down there and we they don't even pole vault in the state of Iowa. So that's even a, more of a reason. That, how unique would that be? To bring, we don't even do it here, but yet we have a. Really nice facility, and uh, the UNI uh, Maltese coach there is a monster at pole vault. He was, again, I'm getting this from my son Parker. He was a whisker away from making the Olympic team. Really? Yes, he was, and he loves pole vaults. So we've already got somebody built in that, and he is very well respected. He speaks at all these uh, associations, and so I'm, I'm like, he's built in. So you're. <laughs> I can't wait to watch this unfold. I can't wait. I'm just going to sit back. Stay tuned, folks. I'm going to be watching my smoker while you're working <laughs> yeah. on your pole vault facility. You'll see. You'll see me and Will on the back on the back yeah. deck. We're yep. chicken, chicken scratching on napkins. That's right. Uh, while I'm handing you my cook ribs over the right. fence. Well, and you get going on your fund. Your little yeah. Your little endeavor. I, that. I can see my wife and I doing something like that if we ever had the opportunity to to make that happen. Well, so. I know who you, who you could help out first. So. <laughs> I'll jot your name down. We'll name it. We'll name it whatever you want. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Justin. I really appreciate you coming in and taking up or uh, taking some of your time out for us here for the podcast. And uh, great year, COVID and all, and everything like that. So hopefully, uh, summer goes well with the construction, and and uh, we'll have you on again and keep getting those updates. That sounds good.
All right, Wolverine Nation. That's going to wrap up episode 18. 18 big ones in the books. I'd like to thank our guest tonight, Travis Druvinga, the high school principal. Alicia Wildeboer, the secretary over there at the New Hartford campus. And Justin Stockdale, superintendent here at DNH. Appreciate all them taking time out of their busy schedule to join us here on the Loose Change Podcast. Uh, we have our first pitch. First pitch tonight, I've got three different uh, families. Uh, first one is, uh, well, not really families, but people. Uh, Justin Stockdale. I'd like to give a big shout out to him for first pitch for uh, not only coming in here, you know, once a month and giving everybody an update, uh, but also just the way he handled the whole COVID thing here at DNH. Some of the decisions that he had to make were some very tough decisions. Uh, not everybody agreed with him, but uh, rest assured it was always with the best interest of the students in mind. So uh, he definitely deserves a couple weeks off here once school gets out. Hopefully he takes it. I'd like to also give a shout out to the nurses that were part of the whole COVID this year. I had to work a little bit harder, maybe a little bit uh, longer, trying to decipher all the information that was coming out from CDC and the Iowa Department of Health. And uh, that could not have been a very easy task uh, for this year. And also would like to give a shout out to the Brace family. Uh, Tad Brace and his wife, um, Tasha's dad is, is struggling a little bit uh, with health, so we hope everything comes out uh, well with those guys there. Um, next week, still plan on doing podcasts. School will officially be out, but we plan on having another podcast with several guests, so please uh, make sure you download Loose Change Podcast, and you can always catch up on previous episodes of what's going on there and once again thank you very much for supporting our dnh students and the dnh loose change podcast